If God has given you the gift to be alive, would you please put those hands together? Let us celebrate him. Amen. We thank the Lord our God. And will you please, how many of you came with a Bible today? Um, would you please lift it up and say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I'll become what it says I can become. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. I'll go where it says I can go. You please slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. If the Bible is yours, I want to invite your attention to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. If you find it, you can say, I have it. If you're still waiting for Hebrews 12, you can say, hold on. All right, everybody has it now. Hebrews chapter number 12, from the thundering diction of the King James Bible, the verse number 14, there you'll find these words. Follow peace with all men. Follow peace with all men. And holiness, without which... No man shall see the Lord. I, I want you to read it yourself. Let us read it together. I want a communal reading, corporate reading. Can we do it again? Can, can we please do it again? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but we are sure that your word will abide forever. We pray that you give us a word that works. Anoint this lips of clay, make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life. To the end, we'll lift up our voices in thanksgiving and say it was you. In Jesus' name we have prayed, amen. Before you take your seats, I want you to look for seven people, if you may, and tell them, pursue holiness. Look for seven people and tell them, pursue, please pursue, pursue holiness, pursue holiness, pursue holiness, amen, pursue holiness, pursue holiness, pursue holiness, pursue holiness. If you read your book, that is your Bible, Genesis will talk to you about creation and how God created man in his image and after his likeness. He did something to do with God's nature and God's character. So we as, peop as a people, or we humans, originally were created to be the similitudes of God. We were created to radiate his presence, to reflect his image to portray his true identity, to exhibit the heavenly culture, to be able to live as he lived, to be able to walk as he walked, to be able to do things that Christ will be pleased with or the Lord God will say, okay, I am walking in them. Please understand that when he created you in his image and after his likeness, there is nothing God that you were deprived of. 
People were made to reflect who he is. They were made as carbon copies or photocopies or carbon images of who God truly is. So God is saying you are in my image and after my likeness. You radiate who I am. You reflect who I am. And so in my nature, I find you. In your nature, I should see me in you. And because you are after my likeness, you should also reflect my character. God is talking about two things here, his nature and his character. Look at somebody and say, God wants you to reflect his nature and his character. No, look at another and say, God wants you to reflect his nature and his character. So that is what God actually, the purpose of creation and your sojourn on earth is to be able to reflect the true image, character, and identity of who God is. So if God is to create you in his image and after his likeness, and you are supposed to reflect or radiate his presence, his nature, and who he is, then it means that God is expecting so much from you. It means that your walk with God has expectations that are divine. God has expectations of you. Well, man fell, of course, and you have read that many times about the great fall, the fall of man. When Adam will succumb to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life because he was told, if you do this, you will be like God. He was already in the image and the likeness of God, but the devil tricked him into thinking that he wasn't. One of the things that the devil masters in or holds a master's degree or even a PhD in is his ability to trick you from who you, you are and provide or present to you a counterfeit in place of the original. So even though you have the original estate or position that God has given to you, the devil will always want to sell you a lie. And most of us buy into the lie. God says you were created in my image and after my likeness. The devil comes and says that when you eat this, you will be like God. But he is already like God. So what likeness? No, 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 your eyes will be opened. So what was the devil opening his eyes to? But the man fell to the lust of the eyes because it was good for food. It was pleasant and pleasing to the eyes. And so man fell because there was the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Man succumbed or relinquished his position to that of the enemy. Man fell. Jesus came and he died to atone, atonement. And you've heard that big word atonement many times. But there are three words together, hybrid. At one meant a, a state or a position where the human is at one with God. Equality. Jesus came to bridge the gap. Jesus came to serve as a bridge so that you can cross from death to life. To move from a place of death or deprivation into a place of life and abundance. So Jesus became the bridge. And when he died, he said that now therefore you are no more serving the things that are in the category of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, or the pride of life. You cannot go back to that. What is the Lord saying here? 
He's saying that me dying for you is to invite you to your original estate, not just for material gains or abundance physically, but for, so that you can also walk in purity as you were. Man was created pure. There was nothing impure in the man. And so when there is a res restoration or a reconciliation or when there is an atonement, God is expecting us to walk back in purity and holiness. Christianity shouldn't be watered down like the way we want to live it now. People want to be able to speak in tongues and still do their own stuff. He did not die so that you can walk in the Broadway. Christianity is not a Broadway um, catwalking event. Christianity is the straight and narrow path. Whereby when you come into him, you forfeit, you let go of the things of the flesh. You cannot say you are a Christian, but you do anything you want because you are born again. Please do not get deceived by this and do not fall for the temptations and the alluring nature of the gospel that people are preaching that allows you to sin and yet be comfortable. That once saved, forever saved. That once you are saved, no matter what you do, you are still saved. It is a lie from the pit of hell. God is expecting us to walk in purity and in holiness and not succumb to the things of the flesh. It is a high calling. It is a place he expects you to be. What? Is holiness then? Holiness is first of all a separation from and secondly a dedication to. Holiness is when you, you, holiness is not a gift from God. Nobody gets the gift of holiness. Righteousness is imputed. Holiness is not. Righteousness is the cloak God puts on you when you say that I accept you Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. It becomes a cloak he puts on you. You become the redeemed and so it's like a stamp is placed on you and what God says is that this is the redeemed. You're righteous. But holiness is a daily decision. Steps you take daily. Things you do daily that makes the world know. That you are at one with God and you reflect his image and you radiate his person. You have heard that scripture says that God is a spirit. And they that worship God must worship him in spirit. But not just in spirit, but in truth. Why is that? Because God is a spirit. Is God's nature. In his nature, he's a spirit. But what kind of spirit is he? Holy Spirit. So his nature is a spirit, but his character is holy. And so when you fuse his character and his nature together, you get the Holy Spirit. Every man carries spirit, but your spirit is not qualified to be after God if you don't radiate his 
character. And so you read the, the Bible and the book of Ephesians, the book of Hebrews, the, 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 the book of Philippians. And any of them, when the Lord is talking through these men, he says, and God, who in sundry times and in times past spoke to us through our fathers, the prophets, has in these last days speaking, spoken to us through his son. But the Lord God gave his word to his holy men. God expects you to be holy. Holiness is God's standards, not man's standards. Holiness is God's pedestal, not man's. It is not what a man would say, well, but I, I am trying. And we live in an age or in an age where people want us to buy that. You know, I'm trying. How long will you try? When you give birth to a child, and in six months the child is not sitting or walking, if the child is not walking in six months, there is no cause for alarm. If the child is not walking for nine months or even one year, there is no cause for an alarm. Because some children don't even sit early. If the child is not talking, there is no cause for an alarm. But if the child is still not walking at five, at four, at three, at two, you begin to wonder what is wrong with my child. How long have you been a Christian and you still want us to treat you like a baby? If you were not walking, when you got born again, we can let it slide. Because you don't expect a child to start running right from birth. But you became a Christian. We said unto you, when you come into Christ, the old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. That is the provision the Bible gives you. And so if all things have become new, and year one, you couldn't change. Year two, you couldn't change. Year three, you couldn't change. Year five, and you still say you are trying. Then you are not trying enough. There is something wrong with you. There is no demon at work. It is you at work. If you are not walking at one, parents can let it slide. And I believe that's the same scenario. You can brag, I've been in church all my life. And you still do things that even babies won't do. There is a higher calling and God is calling his church not just to make his house but the universal church of our Lord Jesus Christ to walk in purity and in holiness. Listen, the reason why the power of our God has left the churches of our, our age is because the people who are supposed to walk in purity are walking impurely and we are doing things as if we are like the unbelievers. The book of First Corinthians, chapter number 6, when the Bible was talking about, Paul said, I came to you with an open mind and with an open heart. My mouth was open to be able to tell you the truth of the kingdom. 
Paul began to talk to them and said unto them, please do not be deceived that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. He said, do not be deceived. Therefore, I am still in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, that fornicators will not inherit it. That adulterers will not inherit it. People who are pleasing to themselves will not inherit it. But we want to make sure that we cosmetize and put a veneer of glamour on serving God so that people can even sin with impunity. Seared conscience. You don't even want to know if the preacher preaches holiness and righteousness, it is like he's insulting you. Then there is something wrong with you. Because if the preacher can tell you that what you are doing will land you in hell, then the preacher has already endorsed you in hell and he's saying, go to hell for I cannot. But I was sent to tell you this morning that God has no place for evil and impure stuff in his church. And God is calling his church in this end time to holiness. God, Leviticus says, be ye holy, for I, the Lord, I am holy. God is a holy God. His nature is a spirit, but his character is holiness. Oh, maybe let me run with you. Project for me, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let me run with you so that you can take notes. Because I want to explain some things before I run. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. No. Let's do, let's say from the verse number 10. Should be fine. Go back. Go back. Go to 7. Let me read. Now therefore, this utterly a fault. There is a fault amongst you. Because you go to court... And you do stuff that are not right with the unbelievers. That's number eight. You do wrong and defraud. And you don't just defraud, you defraud your own brethren. It is hard these days to find a Christian brother and even partner with in ministry, partner with in business, partner with in any endeavor in life. Why? Because people are so self-centered that when you do a business with somebody, when the business has not grown yet, they have no issues. When the business is growing, that is when they have issues and clauses and hidden clauses. So we can't even form alliances and partnerships in the house of God. I was talking to somebody and said, he said to me, I am so comfortable working with, um, with Muslims than even Christians. I said, why? He said, because they are trustworthy. Why should it be the case? Those of us who, who are bearers of the light being identified and associated with darkness. You do wrong, you defraud your brethren. Go to the verse number nine. I want to run. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters. When we talk about idolatry, it is not only going before Kokubunsam. Idolatry is not only going before a shrine. 
You can idol idolize even money. You can idolize anything material. You can idolize even your husband or your wife. God doesn't want competition. He should be your only true source and the one you give your attention to. Idolaters will not inherit it. Adulteress. That you can't have a wife and have a girlfriend. That is what the Bible is talking about. That you cannot have a wife and lust after another woman. You can't have a husband and say, because my husband is busy, I make do with the driver. God punished the devil. Idolaters and adulteress. And it will amaze you that biblically, even if somebody gets divorced and you marry somebody who is divorced, you have also committed adultery. Strange. God is saying that the only time somebody can remarry is when the person lost the spouse. But if I leave my wife, God forbid, Jesus. But, but if I leave my wife, if I let me use for, look for another example. <laughs> but if I leave my wife and somebody marries my wife, the person has committed adultery. If I marry another person, that person has also committed adultery with me. That is what the Bible is talking about. So those of you who any little thing, I want divorce. Because your generation is, is pampering you to hell. Standing and clapping you. Hello. Hello. Effeminate abusers of themselves with mankind. Go to the verse number 10. No thieves, covetous people, drunkards, no matter their orientation, rendition, explanation, exclamation, no drunkards. Do you know who a covetous person is? A covetous person is somebody who is unduly envious. So when Clement is wearing this beautiful dress and I covet his dress, God is saying that you cannot inherit his kingdom with such attitude. Somebody has married a wife. Even the wife is not that nice. Covetousness. And the person interesting speaks in tongues. No revilers, extortionists shall inherit the kingdom of God. Will you do the verse number 11 for me? And such were some of you, yet you were washed. Before you became born again, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. So that attitude is only acceptable before you get born again. 
before you got born again, if you were a fornicator, if you were a fornicator, adulterer, a covetous person, a reviler, an extortionist, a thief, that was all right. But when you say, I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior, that becomes a thing of your past. It shouldn't live with you now. If you are still in Christ and you exhibit these things, you don't have the Holy Spirit with you. Because it's the Holy Spirit. It is the nature and the character of God at work in you. I told you his nature, God is a spirit. So that's his nature. But what kind of spirit? Holy Spirit. So holy is his character, but spirit is his nature. And so when the Holy Spirit is living in you, there is no way you can exhibit any of these things. Go forward for me. Uh, um, let's, do, let's do something different. Let's do 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Let me tie them together. Because this, these letters were written to the church in Corinth. Um, I, I, I might want you to go to the verse number seven again. Uh, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold will live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet we make many people rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. Ye are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. Go forward, please. Now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has a light with darkness? What is the concord between Christ and Belial. What part? Or what part? Has he that believes. With an infidel. See scripture. What is the agreement? Or what agreement has the temple of God. With idols. For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in you, I will walk in you, I will be your God and you shall be my people. Go forward, please. Wherefore come ye from amongst them. I told you, holiness is a separation from, but again is also a dedication to. Wherefore come ye from amongst them. And be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. And I'll be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Mm. Having therefore these promises, the verse number seven, chapter number seven, the verse number one, and that's where I wanted you to end it actually. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness 
in the fear of God. Check the scripture. The cleansing is from the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. And that is a whole sermon. This is telling you that holiness is not only within. It's not true. This scripture tells you that holiness is something within but experienced without. It's an inside out phenomenon. Whereby you can't say that for me, I am pure in heart, but outwardly I'll look shabby. People of God, listen to me. We are not here to judge how people do things. That's not my assignment. Actually, God did not call me to be a judge, to judge people. I'm here to point out to you what is in scripture. And scripture says that you should come from amongst them. Separate yourself because these days it's even hard. When somebody's going to church to really tell whether his church is going to or is going for. It's hard. Listen. Holiness. He says we should perfect holiness in the fear of God, but we should cleanse ourselves from filthiness of the flesh. Huh. And that is what is outward. You can dress provocatively and you are as guilty as the one who lasted after you. Before anybody dresses up, and steps out. He's communicating. Dressing is one of the means of communication. That is why when you have a funeral. You put on a cloth that somebody. Ah, is somebody dead? Why? Because you are communicating. When somebody is getting married. He dresses like a bride. And why? Because she is communicating. You don't need to ask a lady in bikini by the beach whether he is here to preach. Because the lady in bikini on a beach is already communicating that I'm here to swim. It's communication. So before you dressed up and you looked at yourself in the mirror and you stepped out in style, you had something to tell. So if you dress knowing, and interestingly, we have people who when they are sitting, they are pulling their, that's the length, please, it's the length. You are sitting, and when you are sitting, that's the time the lady is trying to, to pull the skirt. That's, that's the length, please. It's the length. It won't grow miraculously. It, it won't grow. You knew what you wanted to do. That's why when the seamstress had given you the slit, or that's not how you call it, and you slit through it, and you're able to slit, you slit it from Madagascar to Soweto. You have been able to slit it all the way up. Said that when you walk, Somebody can look at your ties and say, boy, 
Oh, yeah, I want that. The moment you do that, you think, oh, I, I'm dressed elegantly. No, you dress provocatively and you have seduced somebody to sin. The person has already slept in, with you in the heart. That's what Jesus said. If you lust after a woman, you've already slept with her. I quite remember a young man that I told this thing to. So when I'm in Koyen Preko. Because my name is Now, what I mean is. No, but these are serious matters. Well, you should understand that filthiness can be outward, the flesh, what is seen outside. I don't know why you, you are bent on leading people to hell with how you are. You entice because you know the young lady is in need of money. You bait her with a few thousands, lure her into your bed. The Bible says, cleanse yourself from filthiness of the flesh. Why can't you get to a place where you can help somebody without any expectation? Why can't you get to a place where you can say that I will help you because you are a believer, you are a Christian, I am spirit-filled, you are spirit-filled. If this thing is about God, I will stand with you and I will work with you. Why should everything be a just recompense. I do this for you. I rob your back. You rob my back. No. Jesus robbed your back without expecting you to rob his back. And so if God has done that for you, you should get to the place of spiritual maturity. You have been a baby for too long. Got born again. Been speaking in tongues. And every time you, oh, and that's my weakness. What weakness? I have a she weakness. So every woman you see, she weakness. Because no, I'm telling you. Listen. Jesus will come again. Whether he will come whilst you are alive or whilst you are dead, he will come. But I don't preach that because I normally say eternity awaits you. Because if Jesus comes, it's eternity. If you die, it's eternity. And so every day of your life, make decisions that will make you eternally secured. So that if he appears in his glory, right now you are ready. People of God, that gospel or get rich or die trying 50 centric gospel the gospel according to 50 cent 50 50 50 cent get rich die try in the club all the music pim 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 how many of you have heard that song before? And don't lie. How many of you have heard that song? And just wave at me if you have. Pim, 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 pim. And you clap. 
and you bounce. You bounce club. That gospel is only sensational but not spiritual. If you are not mindful, people will hype your sensational abilities and you'll miss out when Jesus comes. It is not enough to be prosperous on earth and lose your soul. For what will a man gain? What will he profit if he gains the whole world and yet loses his soul? Your soul is precious in the sight and in the hands of God. People of God, listen to this. He said that cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh, but not just that, also of the spirit. And I read that and I began to inquire and interrogate the test. And I realized that when he was talking about that, it wasn't just the word pneuma that was used, which is to mean the spirit which can be at one with God. But he was talking about the things that are unseen as far as people are concerned. So your motives. Cleanse yourself from motives. Anything that you do, cleanse yourself from gossip. Cleanse yourself from jealousy, from envy, from bitterness. You can be a Christian, but be an envious Christian. Such that any person who does anything, you don't celebrate, you don't appreciate it. If it is not you, it is not right. And we have that kind of thing. Listen, you can also dress very well. Dress covered up. Dress with a gown. Dress flowing gown. In fact, let me use another term. Dressed in a train. You know what the train is? Like the bridal, the train. You can even come with a train. For you, some of the train can be alpha and omega. The train can go ahead of you and the train can come after you. Cover yourself so that the only thing people can see is your eyes and still be filthy before God. Because you can cover yourself but your heart will be impure. And in your heart, you don't wish somebody well. In your heart, you want people to fail. How can you be a Christian and pray that another person should fail. You don't have the spirit of God. So Adobia is singing. And you are sitting there. You people can be that evil. Because at the end of the day, she's not even singing to you. Who told you God is interested in how well she's singing? The only thing that interests God is the heart with which the songs come from. It's the heart. It is the communications of the heart that interests God. Not the vocal strength and ability. Because the person God really gave vocal strength and ability, he disappointed the heavens. That was called Lucifer. Any Luciferic spirit can appeal to the masses. And I can tell you that. Anything that a devil does, the world can embrace it because the world is fashioned after the things of the devil. 
anything God wants to do is resisted by the world. Do you know why? Because those standards are high. And God has placed you here to live such a higher life. He said, live peaceably with all men. But pursue holiness. Make up your mind that you will not live after the, uh, you will not have the same lifestyle with the people of the world. So the people of the world gets into their offices and all that they are doing is undermining people, talking ill of people, even insulting the president. Do you know that if you're a Christian and you insult anybody who is in leadership, you sinned against God? And you think, oh, now one, so you can stand and abuse, whether it is Mahama or it is Nanato, whoever. Listen, you have no right. That is, your, the Christian civic, civil, rightful standards you have is to pray for them. Not to go on radio and insult them. That is not Christianity. Christianity has been diluted so much that we, honestly, there is no difference between us and the unbelievers anymore. So they can't look at us and say, oh, I want to follow you. Because your lifestyle matches up with yes. There is, in fact, some of them even do better. Because some of them, if you, are, if you are in need and you tell them and they have it, they will give you. A Christian, a sister is hungry, tells you, bruh, bruh, and then when you my bompayama. Inside, it is not so much what is only on the outside, also what is on the inside. Are you pure? Let's treat those as some of the things that I'm going to talk about. Psalm 24 says, He that has clean hands, pure heart, has not lifted up his hands unto vanity, neither has he sworn deceitfully. Hebrews says that if you want to see God without holiness, it's impossible. Do not let anybody deceive you into thinking that you can live any life you want. As long as you can give offerings, you are fine. It is not your offering. If you are not right with God, seek peace with God. That you can't do anything you want and because you can carry offerings. And put it on the altar. God says, No, 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 no. In the book of Hebrews chapter number 10. From the verse number 26. Those kind of sins, you trample the blood of Jesus underfoot. We have too many people who are comfortable in sin. And they want us to applaud them. It was a choice you made. To follow Jesus. If you come to Rome. You do what the Romans do. You cannot live in the US. And abide by the constitution of Ghana. If you live in the US. You abide by the constitution of the US. If you live in the Federal Republic of Nigeria. You abide, uh, 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 you abide by the tenets, the principles, the precepts, and the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. If you live in Ghana, you don't say that because I'm a Nigerian, I want to live in Ghana as though I'm living in Nigeria. These are sovereign nations. So if you become a Christian, it's still a sovereign tribe. 
You cannot bring us foreign materials. Oh, me we are secure. Now we are secure. We are Because the Bible says that you will not inherit the kingdom if you are. Shall you please rise? My time is up.